Welcome to the Write for a Reason podcast. My name is Janet Wilson. I'm a publisher of Christian fiction for young people with Dernier Publishing. If you're a Christian and new to writing stories for kids and teens, stay tuned for encouragement, creative writing tips and actionable strategies you can implement immediately to become a better writer. Now today I have something really interesting for you because I've been looking online at what people like to read and what they don't like to read. And I made a little bit of a list of things that people really dislike when they're reading books. A lot of these people are adults, but all the ones that I've picked here, it's absolutely true for children as well. They're very picky about what they like to read. If they read something and they're not really that interested in it, they will close the book and put it down. So grab a pen and paper or your writing journal and let's get stuck in. Okay, number one, dislike. And these are in no particular order. So number one is lack of action. Beware too much story about what your characters are eating or wearing. Too much wandering in a dialogue, angst of the characters, what they're thinking about. Especially in children's books, you do need action, excitement, suspense, intrigue and danger. And of course, you do want those moments. You do want to have some description about what they're eating or wearing. But beware that it doesn't take over, that the story isn't all about uh, your character's thoughts and unnecessary superfluous details. So number one was lack of action. Make sure you've got plenty going on and something in every chapter. Make sure you haven't got a chapter where your characters are just like having a little chat around a table or something like that. You do need to keep the action going. Okay, number two, uh, something else that uh, readers particularly dislike is too much of an information dump at the beginning of the story. So yes, as writers, we do want to give some kind of background. But if you've got that too much information there at the very beginning can be very off-putting for a reader. It's like reading a report, right? This is what is going to happen. This is what the person is going to be like. Uh, this is what the story is going to be about. Be really careful about that. There are lots of better ways to do that than just giving your readers information. I do have a free course, which you can go over to writeforreason.com and find. It's called Gripping Beginnings, and it will help you to make sure that you've got everything that you need at the beginning of your story to grip your readers from the word go so that they want to carry on reading it all the way through. Okay, that was number two. So too much information at the start of your novel. Number three, poor grammar and punctuation. (laughs) This is a completely different thing, isn't it? It is very off-putting for readers and especially for our children. We want them to uh, be reading and learning good grammar and punctuation themselves. So that's very important. If you are self-publishing, you will want to use a professional editor. There's lots and lots of information, books available for you to do courses and read all about it. And you know what? The very, very best thing that you can do is read, read, read and read. That's a a very well-known strategy for your own writing. Do glean Uh, from what other people are writing. So uh, number three was poor grammar and punctuation. Here we go, number four. This is something that Christians particularly dislike about Christian fiction. If there's too much sweetness, cuteness, tweeness, cringiness, um, unlikely coincidences and uh, too happy endings, 
Okay, I know that we really want to put forward a different perspective from the world's evil and all the darkness and all the dreadful things that happen. But still we have to make our stories real. And people just don't like it if there is too much of this kind of sweetness and light in there. We need to really bring in the darkness as well. Um, you don't, you know, you have to be appropriate with that. Especially you have to be age appropriate. And it depends obviously on your story as to what kind of difficulties your characters are going to go through. But make your characters real. Don't make them too sweet. We're all flawed. We all fall short of the glory of God. There isn't any character who's going to always know everything and always get it right. Uh, Make sure your characters do have flaws, that your plot has difficulties, that you don't make it too twee and cringy. Okay, so that was point four. Um, Try not to be too sweet in your story. Make sure you get in what life is really like. And that will help your readers because they can see what life is really like and it would encourage them that even in their difficulties they can win through just like your characters will do in your story. Okay, so that was point four. Number five, people really dislike characters they can't, they just don't care about. They don't want to carry on reading if they don't care what happens to the characters. If you don't feel any sympathy or interest in what's going to happen to them, why carry on reading? So make sure that your characters are really inspirational. In the Write for Reason Academy, we have a a whole section on your protagonist and then another whole module on your other characters as well, your secondary characters, your antagonist, your uh, the friends and guides and what have you. So if you're not really sure about that, uh, do go over to writeforreason.com, check out the Write for Reason Academy, uh, learn a little bit more if you're not really sure about that. So that was number five, your characters. Make them like their best friends or like them. Make sure they can identify with them. Okay, let's move on to number six. And that's a predictable story. People do not like predictable stories. If at the very beginning of the book, they can see that the girl is going to win the award or uh, they know the treasure is going to be found... For example, on the front cover, you've got um, a boy with it holding his medal. That's really not going to cut it because they're thinking, why should I read this? I know what happens. Try and think about another way that you can bring in some intrigue. You don't want your character knowing that they're going to win through, do you? You want to make sure that they are doing everything they can to make sure it does and that there will be pitfalls along the way and maybe some dangers and so some difficulties that they will face maybe within themselves or maybe outside. But make sure your story is not too predictable. Okay, something else that readers find difficult and especially younger readers is too many characters. So if you've got too many characters, it can be difficult to remember who they all are and who is saying what, um, which family they belong to or which town they come from and so many other difficulties. So you may just have one or two main characters, you have one protagonist and a best friend and perhaps a guide and some other people who will help them along their quest or whatever it is that they're going to be doing. So not too many characters, try and keep it Try and keep it low. I know I've said this before, but if you have a, a story where your uh, main character, your protagonist needs to have siblings, by all means, give them one. If they don't need two, don't give them two. It just makes the, the whole thing more complicated. Uh, it's more difficult for people to read. 
and people will forget who is who. So, point seven, make sure you don't have too many characters. Right, let's move on to number eight. What you don't want is lots of clunky dialogue full of cliches. This is something that people have really said that they dislike. You do need to make sure that your dialogue isn't just a passing on of information because that's just not right. So make sure that you get the voices of your characters. Make sure it's not clunky. Here's a really good tip for you. Read it out loud. So if you've got a a dialogue going on between two or three different people, read it with different voices and make sure that it totally makes sense and uh, they're all speaking with their own voice and it's not too kind of heavy and doesn't go on for too long. And make sure that you've got this beautiful uh, rhythm with descriptions and dialogue and plot and narrative and everything sort of coming into play together um, in a beautiful swirl. Don't have too much dialogue. Um, And cliches is one of those things that is so tempting to use. But if you find yourself falling into that pitfall, see if you can find a better way to say things. So that was uh, number eight. Um, Avoid lots of clunky dialogue. Right, number nine, chapters that are too long. Now, children particularly aren't so keen on long chapters. Uh, Some of them will be reading before they go to bed, as as indeed some of us will. And uh, chapters that are too long can be a little bit off-putting, remembering what's happened at the beginning of the, uh, the chapter and the end. And I think particularly these days, as attention spans are shorter, we want things in kind of sound bites. So have chapters that are the say, you know, you've got some point of action, you've got something that's happening, uh, you've got some kind of um, intrigue or danger or suspense or something within that chapter. And don't make them too long. Try and cut them up as much as you can. You know, not too much. I'm not I'm not saying, you know, chapters need to be a a page or two long, but but be aware that readers don't like chapters that are too long. And if you can keep them nice and short and snappy, so much the better, because people can always read two or three. But it, it keeps you, it keeps that kind of, that feel going of you're going somewhere with it. If you've got two different plot points in there, then you can easily split them up into two different ones. Okay, so that's chapters that are too long. That was point nine. Right, here we go with number 10 conversations where it's not clear who's speaking. Now, this is a really important issue because you are writing it. You know who's speaking because you can hear their voice in your head. But you do need to make absolutely certain that your readers are also understanding who it is that is saying what, especially if you've got more than two people within a conversation. So the way that you can get around that is one, um, again, as I I mentioned before, you can read it out loud, but also make sure that you've got the correct dialogue tag. So you've got, you know, he said or she said or Stephanie sniffed and then she said something or something like that. So do make sure that your readers do know who is speaking at what point in the conversation. And finally, we come to our very last point, and that is unsatisfying endings. People really do dislike an unsatisfying ending. I'm sure you're nodding yourself and have read books yourself where you got to the end and you thought, well, that was a really poor ending, even if you really enjoyed the story. So again, we do go through, we have a whole module in the Write for Reason Academy 
about endings, uh, how to make your ending a satisfying ending for your reader so that they kind of put the book down and um, sigh with pleasure and, and want to read the sequel. So do make sure you have a really satisfying ending and your readers close the book really happy. So there we go. That's 11 issues that readers have with books that will help you to make sure that you don't fall into those same pitfalls. Now, one thing you can do, and I would love you to, is to join us on the Writers for a Reason Unite group. We have Christians who come together, Christian writers uh, who write fiction for young people, and we come together in writing buddy groups. Everybody helps each other. So when you've written something, you can read it to your buddy group for feedback. Um, and if, you, if you, you've got any questions about your novel, whether you think, is this too predictable? Do I have too many characters? Is this bit of dialogue too long? You can read it out and everybody will help each other and it's a wonderful group. So if you'd like any more information, hop on over to writeforreason.com and click on the Writers for a Reason Unite tab. You'll get lots more information there. You can sign up to join us and it would be an absolute pleasure to have you in our groups as well. Uh, we have uh, three different groups at the moment at different on different days and at different times of the day. So we will find something somewhere that will make sure that you fit in in whatever is most convenient for you. Do go and check that out. That's writeforareason.com and it's the Writers for a Reason Unite tab. So do check that out and it will really help you to make sure that you don't fall into these pitfalls. And if you have kind of skimmed into one of them by mistake, uh, somebody will help you back out of it again. And of course, we have lots more free creative writing tips if you sign up. So don't put it off. Today is a gift to use wisely. Only you can write your book. And if you've been called to write, somebody is waiting for it. 